Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into the essence of making sense, a thought provoking exploration of humanity's most profound queries. Through a series of insightful conversations, the author, Sam Harris, confronts the sheer complexity of consciousness, the history and impact of racism, the ambitious arc of tyranny, the infinite mysteries held by the universe, and the burgeoning challenges brought forth by artificial intelligence. Making Sense is a book with an ambitious goal, to parse the intricacies of the human mind and employ this understanding to construct an optimally flourishing world for all. Sam Harris, the voice behind this narrative, is not only an acclaimed author but also a renowned neuroscientist and philosopher. As the host of the insightful Making Sense podcast and creator of the Waking Up app, Harris brings meditation into the modern age through a scientific perspective. His previous works, including the best-selling and award-winning titles The End of Faith, The Moral Landscape, and Waking Up, have all cemented his position as a leading thinker in exploring the intersections of science, philosophy, and morality. Making Sense beckons a particular audience, those with open minds who relish in the pleasures of pondering life's grand questions. This book is a treasure trove for enthusiasts of psychology, neuroscience, history, and technology. Whether you're someone who reflects on bygone eras or speculates about the future, Making Sense offers an intellectual journey that promises to enhance your understanding of the world and our place within it. Join us as we unpack and synthesize the wisdom held within these pages and discover ways to apply it to our collective human experience. Making Sense, Conversations on Consciousness, Morality, and the Future of Humanity. Introduction, Exploring the Labyrinth of the Human Condition, Unraveling Consciousness, history, and our place in the cosmos. Imagine strolling through a sprawling university campus. You see the chemistry building with its distinct periodic table mosaic, then the philosophy hall where Socratic debates fill the air, and the physics department with equations scribbled on every available surface. Each discipline exists in its own world, comfortably siloed, rarely overlapping. But is this really how the world works? Is knowledge confined to neat, self-contained bubbles? The truth is far from it. Reality is a complex web where threads of knowledge from different fields entangle to form the tapestry of human understanding. In this context, Sam Harris, through his podcast Making Sense, proposes that we need to break down these academic barricades to fully grasp the intricacies of the mind, society, and the universe. This approach is not just about thought diversity, it's a call to arms to identify and weed out detrimental beliefs, to refine and propagate the beneficial ones, and ultimately sculpt a world that benefits all. Dive into a selection of conversations from the Making Sense podcast as we navigate topics that challenge the boundaries of our understanding. From contemplating whether thermostats have a consciousness, grappling with the confounding notion that free will might be nothing but an elaborate illusion, to the startling idea that every single person you've ever met is, in essence, a complex pattern of mathematical principles. As you journey through these discussions, prepare to have your perception tested 
and perhaps transformed as we cross-pollinate ideas across the intellectual landscape. Whether you're a curious intellectual, an avid learner, or simply in search of some mental stimulation, this script is your invitation to an enriching exploration of what it means to truly make sense of the world around us. Part 1. Delving into the enigma of consciousness and its elusive evolutionary role. What makes you aware of your surroundings, capable of feeling the warmth of the sun or the caress of a breeze? This quality, this essence that you're experiencing at this very moment, is consciousness. It's not just about being alive, it's about having an interior life, one that's rich with sensations and thoughts. To put it simply, consciousness is the something it is like to be you as philosopher Thomas Nagel so poignantly pondered. A glass of water lacks this quality, but you, sitting, listening, interpreting, do not. Now here's a conundrum that has puzzled scholars and scientists alike. Why does this experience of consciousness even exist from an evolutionary standpoint? It's what contemporary philosopher David Chalmers famously referred to as the hard problem of consciousness. Unlike the easy problems which factor in the physical counterparts of perception, such as the way our eyes process light, the hard problem asks why subjective experience is here at all. Picture consciousness as a mysterious byproduct, like steam from a locomotive, present but not fundamentally changing the course of our action. Alternatively, neuroscientist Anil Seth paints it as an integral part of our brain's mission to keep the body's internal state in check. Consciousness then becomes an internal signaler, with emotions like disgust acting as a warning system for physical preservation. Yet, here we are, circling back to the pivotal question, if evolution crafted us with this tool called consciousness, are we unique in possessing it? As we entertain this question, we peer closer into the shadowy corners of what makes us truly sentient beings. Part 2. Consciousness might not be solely a human trait. It could be a universal phenomenon. When we ponder the familiar act of remembering, we often fail to see the distinction between recalling our dinner menu and the intuitive act of swinging a tennis racket. Despite our intuition, these memories are vastly different at a neurological level. This realization leads us to wonder about the broader implications for other entities that display signs of memory or intelligence. Could the flutter of a fruit fly's wings or the sophisticated maneuvers of birds signify a form of consciousness? As we traverse the complex world of subjective experiences, we confront a provocative hypothesis. Perhaps animals, and astonishingly, even objects devoid of life, may possess their own variety of consciousness. As we're woven from the same biological threads, it stands to reason that consciousness isn't a human monopoly. Neuroscientist Anil Seth posits conviction in the consciousness of all mammals, given our shared neural structures. Language may enrich our experience, but isn't a prerequisite for awareness. However, when we gaze upon the alien-like anatomy of an octopus, we're compelled to question our assumptions about consciousness. These creatures, intelligent yet so unlike us, challenge our human-centric views of awareness. But the contemplation of consciousness need not stop at the animal kingdom. 
The realm of panpsychism, a theory that breathes life into the inanimate by suggesting consciousness permeates the foundations of physics, beckons us to reconsider everything. Integrated information theory, advocated by neuroscientist Giulio Tononi, presents the concept of phi, a quantitative expression of the wealth of information processed by a system. To consider that even a thermostat might possess a spark of consciousness due to its informational interactions expands our notions of existence and awareness to unprecedented horizons. As we cast a gaze toward the dawning age of superintelligent artificial intelligence, the nuances surrounding consciousness gain profound significance. The potential for AI to either possess or lack consciousness will reshape not only our technological landscape, but also the moral and ethical bedrock of our society. Indulge in the possibility that consciousness might not just be a rare gem in the human experience, but rather a dispersed spectrum of awareness that touches all corners of the universe. Part 3. The Dawn of Conscious Machines. A Future Entwined with Artificial Sentience. Imagine a device, a beacon of innovation that cracks the code of consciousness and reads it like a digital display. It seems like science fiction, yet strides have been made in that direction. Scientists at the University of Milan hold the keys to a pioneering technique known as the Perturbational Complexity Index. They use magnetic pulses to stir the brain's cortex and listen to the reverberating echoes echoes that translate into numbers representing levels of consciousness. But this marvel of science is just the beginning, a prelude to the grand symphony of artificial intelligence that might await us. The question of whether our future machines could attain or mimic consciousness opens a Pandora's box of possibilities and ethical dilemmas. The one thing that's clear is this. Someday, we may encounter machines that either are or at least appear to be, startlingly conscious. Does consciousness exclusively reside in the realm of biology? Or could silicon and circuits harbour this quintessential spark? Anil Seth presents a fork in the road for our relationship with potential machine consciousness. We could extend our ethical boundaries to embrace these beings, or, conversely, find ourselves in a jarring world where our moral compass towards artificial entities becomes alarmingly callous, reminiscent of the chilling escapades in Westworld. The author warns of a potential future where hyper-efficient AIs, stripped of the burdens of consciousness, might dangerously overachieve, posing an existential threat, not out of malice, but sheer competence. This scenario demands an unprecedented level of caution. Our programming choices could align these entities with our values or set the stage for an unintentional swan song of humanity. Philosopher Thomas Metzinger, meanwhile, challenges our instinctive clinging to existence, suggesting that maybe, just maybe, the cessation of sentience wouldn't be a cosmic tragedy given the intrinsic suffering that comes with it. Yet if we choose to persevere, to navigate this future landscape, we must ensure our creations are inducted with the wisdom to honor life's sanctity. As our technological prowess vaults forward, we stand at the helm of possibly introducing consciousness to the realm of the inanimate, while also shouldering the monumental responsibility to guide it wisely. Part 4. The Fragmented Selves We Are 
a look at the illusions holding our identity together. Ever caught yourself drifting away into the labyrinth of your thoughts, losing track of time and reality? You're not alone. Contrary to the modest estimates we might have of our daydreaming, studies indicate that we spend a staggering 30 to 50% of our waking lives meandering through our minds. Dive into the expanse of dream-filled sleep, and it becomes clear we're not quite the captains of our cognitive ships we imagine ourselves to be. The notion of a cohesive self piloting our thoughts and decisions starts to crack under the neuroscientific lens. Let's dissect the complex construct of selfhood, which simmers down to several components. Consider the embodiment, that sense of being anchored within the physical confines of your body, or the social self, which molds and shifts like a social chameleon, adapting from parent to professional roles. There's the narrative self, the I in your internal monologue, and the volitional self, through which we experience making choices. Now enter the provocative stance of neuroscientist Thomas Metzinger with his self-model theory of subjectivity. Metzinger untangles the notion of self, suggesting that what we consider I is but a model created by the brain, a fabrication with no true agent behind our thoughts. At the heart of this is the brain's DMN plus network, which stitches our experiences with implied narratives, such as not merely seeing a glass of water, but recognizing it as something we can grasp. Our minds are constantly connecting environmental cues with internal models, crafting the stream of consciousness we wade through without deliberate effort. Breaking away from the allure that we're intentionally driving our thoughts proves challenging. Meditation offers a key. In the stillness, we observe thoughts as they surface, untethered, and we learn how to choose our engagement with them. Here, in this silent observation, we might just find the sliver of true control that's eluded us all along. Part 5. Unraveling the Illusion of Free Will in the Tapestry of Biology At the heart of our actions lies a dense network of influences, many lurking below the threshold of our consciousness. Consider how even the faintest whiff of unpleasantness could sway your deeply held beliefs, steering you into the arms of conservatism or liberalism based on nothing more than the ambient scent of your environment. When confronted, we scramble to justify our capricious ideals, often invoking recent events as scapegoats for our inconsistencies. Yet the truth is more elusive, more rooted in the subtle manipulation by our surroundings. This dance of external triggers and internal rationales invites a paramount inquiry. Are we truly the authors of our destinies? orchestrating our choices with the baton of free will? The stark conclusion arrived at through a biological perspective dispels any mystique of autonomy in decision-making. The illusion of free will finds no sanctuary in the realm of neuroscience. A behavioral biologist like Robert Sapolsky might trace a particular behavior through the layers of causality, revealing a complex tapestry of hormonal fluctuations, environmental stimuli, and traces of past experiences exerting their influence. These intertwining threads weave a picture that challenges the very notion of free agency. The chilling case of Charles Whitman, the infamous Texas Tower sniper, whose violent impulses may have been the dark orchestration of a malignant tumor, offers a glaring example. In such instances, we readily concede to the reign of biology. 
Yet this case is not an outlier, but rather a transparent segment of a broader biological narrative influencing us all. The implications for our justice system are profound. Our primal thirst for retribution beckons, demanding justice with the clang of prison bars. But what if the very concept of willful transgression is flawed? In a future that might seem alien to us now, justice could entail a compassionate recalibration of neural pathways, artistically sculpting better behaviors with the precision of a neurobiologist's hand. Evolving beyond our retributive instincts towards a more enlightened approach to criminal behavior could transform the societal landscape as we embrace the complex interplay of biology and behavior in shaping actions hitherto attributed to the nebulous force of free will. Part 6. Understanding the Subtle Shades of Racism in Modern Society The scar of racism etched into the fabric of American history is undeniable, as is its continued presence in contemporary society. The dialogue surrounding racism remains fraught with complexity and emotion especially when considering the lingering social and economic disparities that skew in favor of white over black individuals. These conversations necessitate nuanced understanding and a willingness to confront uncomfortable truths. How deeply is racism rooted in the societal structures of the United States today, and how should we act to address its consequences? Racism's nuanced nature shines a spotlight on one key message. Not all racism is blatant or intentional. As economics and social sciences professor Glenn Lurie dives into this intricate subject, he characterizes racism as a disregard for the humanity of others based on their race. The well-worn cliché of having friends from another race often surfaces in race conversations. But, Lurie argues, such declarations can sometimes serve as shields, masking political stances that might be worthy of criticism. Nevertheless, it would be rash to label everyone who makes such statements as racist. Social science research illuminates that unconscious biases are pervasive, cutting across the spectrum of humanity, with individuals often subconsciously favoring members of their own racial group. These biases are interwoven with structural racism, a term that encompasses the societal and economic systems that systematically leave black people at a disadvantage. The stark numbers speak volumes. Black Americans, while only 12% of the US population, make up a disproportionate 40% of the incarcerated population and 25% of those fatally wounded at the hands of law enforcement. While the concept of structural racism provides a framework for understanding these disparities, Laurie raises concerns about its potentially limiting narrative. If perceived as the singular root of inequality, it might inadvertently portray black individuals as incapable of overcoming obstacles without intervention from the dominant racial group. This bleak outlook, suggesting that agency lies solely beyond their grasp, does not foster a message of hope or empowerment. Part 7. Vigilance Against Tyranny. The Enduring Duty of Democratic Societies. Vaclav Havel's poignant tale from behind the Iron Curtain reveals a sobering truth about human nature and the quiet creep of totalitarianism. When a greengrocer displays a slogan of solidarity without belief in its message, 
he becomes an unwitting participant in the theater of oppression. Such is the slow, insidious onset of tyranny, not with a thunderous coup, but through coerced gestures of compliance that, collectively, embolden authoritarian rule. The vital takeaway here is clear. Societies must be ever watchful and proactive in preventing the accretion of tyrannical power. For those who dwell within the relatively secure confines of democracy, the thought of descending into authoritarianism seems distant, almost inconceivable. Yet, history imparts a grim lesson on the fragility of freedom. The unfathomable ascension of Adolf Hitler, once dismissed by a Jewish-German newspaper as incapable of executing his genocidal agenda, underscores the perilous consequence of underestimating threats to liberty. In present-day America, accusations of impending authoritarianism are frequently met with skepticism. The term authoritarian, evoking images of diabolical usurpers rather than elected officials. Yet, autocrats often arrive through the ballot box. Russia's dance with democracy in the 1990s was unwittingly its last, before the rise of Vladimir Putin and the institutional decay that ensued a systematic erosion of truth and democracy through propaganda, suppression of journalism, and monopolization of facts. As Timothy Snyder, a historian reflective on the pattern of despotism, argues, the actions of a political leader like Donald Trump and the societal response to them are a test of the democratic resolve. The rhetoric of fake news and the targeting of ethnic minorities serve as echoes of historical tactics used to dismantle freedom. It is not enough to stand idly by. Passivity can be construed as complicity. To choose inaction is to forget the very essence of freedom and to ease the way for tyranny. The preservation of liberty demands more than passive appreciation. It calls for active engagement, remembrance, and a dedication to safeguarding the values upon which democracy stands. Part 8. On the Brink of Innovation. The Precarious Balance Between Progress and Peril. Envision an urn brimming with balls of varied hues. The white symbolizing beneficial innovations, the gray standing for inventions with mixed implications, and the black ominously representing advancements harboring the potential to unravel civilization. This metaphor, the urn of invention, conceived by philosopher Nick Bostrom, captures the essence of our technological trajectory. A history punctuated by breakthroughs, each draw from the urn a gamble between progress and catastrophe. This crucial insight is starkly presented as, the path of technological advancement might one day lead us to a pivotal doomsday event. In our pursuit for progress, We've occasionally skirted the edges of pulling a black ball from the urn, the development of the atomic bomb being a harrowingly close call. Yet humanity dodged a lethal bullet due to the complexity and resources required for such weaponry, placing it firmly under government control. But what if lethal technology could be spawned with alarming simplicity? An easy nuke, so to speak, might not have been forgiving on the fate of our civilization. Such a grim prospect evokes two drastic responses, according to Bostrom. The first is preventive policing that verges on turnkey totalitarianism. 
where freedom is sacrificed on the altar of surveillance to ensure the stability of civilization. Every individual would bear the burden of a freedom tag, a nightmarish tracker logging every motion for scrutiny. The alternative is an equally complex concept, a unifying global governance wielding comprehensive judicial authority. Significant and possibly contentious, such a shift would radically reshape the geopolitical landscape. As we position ourselves on the cutting edge of innovation, it is critical to weigh the existential risks that accompany technological milestones. While optimism fuels our creative spirit, prudence reminds us to keep a metaphorical fire extinguisher close at hand. It is not through fear, but through thoughtful preparation and respect for the dual nature of invention, that we can navigate the delicate line between technological marvels and their potential to unravel the threads of society. Part 9. Grasping the Cosmos. Mathematics and Physics as Keys to the Universe's Mysteries. Have you ever considered the possibility that every person you meet, every interaction you cherish, is essentially an elegant equation made tangible? As perplexing as it sounds, this is the reality unveiled through the lens of math and physics. To entertain this startling concept, imagine looking at a loved one, not as a flesh and bone entity, but as an intricate assembly of quarks and electrons. And what are these particles but manifestations of mathematical properties? A series of numbers presenting themselves as electric charge, spin, and lepton number? These terms we use are mere linguistic labels for the abstract, numeric reality that mathematics so eloquently defines. Here we confront a profound realization. Math and physics guide us through the counterintuitive depths of the cosmos, presenting truths often elusive to our intuition. When we contemplate the vastness of the cosmos under the term universe, we generally imply all that exists. Yet, for cosmologists, the universe is more precisely a region bounded by the farthest stretch our observations can reach, leaving room for the existence of other universes beyond our observational horizon. This notion springs from the concept of inflationary matter and the explosive event that gave birth to our observable cosmos, the Big Bang. The process of inflation suggests an infinite cosmos where all possibilities are realized countless times over. An endless expanse where somewhere, perhaps, a version of you is engaged in a similar activity with only minuscule variations. On a cosmically distant Earth, you might be contemplating these very ideas in a different language altogether. The infinite nature of such a universe hints at the possibility that what we hold as the inviolable laws of physics might not be so uniform after all. Could there exist regions within this infinity where quarks are not limited to six varieties as we know them, but to an entirely different enumeration? As we peer into the universe through the dual lenses of mathematics and physics, we're not only presented with the foundation of our existence, but also with the promise of limitless frontiers and diverse realities waiting to be understood. These disciplines do not simply describe our universe. They bring us face to face with fundamental truths, challenging our perceptions of reality and our place within the vastness of everything that exists. Part 10. Unlocking the infinite potential through the power of knowledge. We often tether the concept of knowledge to the existence of a conscious being, 
someone to uphold and interpret information. But physicist David Deutsch proposes a profound redefinition. Knowledge as an entity in itself, a true descriptor of reality that doesn't depend on human consciousness. This reframing suggests that the moment a truth is uncovered, knowledge crystallizes into being, waiting to be discovered and harnessed by others. Herein lies an empowering truth. Armed with knowledge, the bounds of possibility begin to dissolve. The quest then arises. Might there be limits to our cognition, particularly when confronting the vast and the minuscule, the ancient and the impossibly complex? Deutsch challenges such limitations with the principle known as the universality of computation, which proclaims information processing as inherently computational. Given sufficient computing power and memory, there stands no barrier to the transformations computing can achieve. This principle suggests that human intelligence, too, can transcend its perceived constraints through augmentation and enhancement. We've been on this journey of expansion for centuries. David Krakauer, a mathematical biologist, introduces the idea of cognitive complementary artifacts, tools like the Hindu-Arabic numeral system that empower us to perform intricate calculations effortlessly compared to their clunky Roman counterparts. As we move forward, the possibility arises. What if we supplemented our neural processes with advanced technology, such as brain-embedded computer chips? Could this symbiosis of man and machine usher in an era of boundless capability? Deutsch's vision of the momentous dichotomy illuminates a future ripe with promise. Either an action is forbidden by the very laws of nature, or it falls within the realm of the attainable, granted the requisite knowledge. If we hold true to the tenets of curiosity, innovation, and the relentless pursuit of understanding, humanity may just find itself unfettered by the notion of impossibility, soaring into an era where our only limit is the vast expanse of the unknown awaiting our discovery. Final summary. As we peer into the intricate tapestry of human experience, the elusive nature of consciousness beckons us with questions that have puzzled philosophers and scientists alike. This journey compels us to confront the profound challenges that lie ahead, particularly as we stand on the cusp of an era where artificial intelligence may mirror the complexities of consciousness. Our endeavor to fathom our minds and the cosmos is more than an intellectual pursuit. It is a vital quest that will shape our collective destiny. The future dangles a plethora of technological advancements before us, holding prospects both awe-inspiring and potentially devastating. Our responsibility is to forge ahead with a deepened understanding of our own cognitive processes, the fabric of the universe, and the myriad forces sculpting our actions and societies. In grappling with these far-reaching ideas, we pave the way towards fostering a world of progress one that uplifts humanity in all its diversity and potential. As we embrace this unfolding landscape with curiosity and caution, our greatest asset will be the profound and expanding reservoir of knowledge at our fingertips. With wisdom as our guide, we can navigate the uncharted waters of the future, harnessing the power of technology to unlock doors to worlds both real and imagined. In the quest to harness this knowledge, our greatest adventure awaits. 
one where the depth of our insights will chart the course towards an enlightened and flourishing society for all. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.